ಶ್ರವಣಂ ಮನನಂ ನಿಧಿಧ್ಯಾಸನಂ ಲಿಸನ್ ರಿಫ್ಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಬ್ಸಾರ್ಬ್ ಡಿಯರ್ ಲಿಸ್ನರ್ಸ್ ಸಾಯಿರಾಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಟು ಅವರ್ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ಇನ್ ವಿಚ್ ಎ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಬೈ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಇಸ್ ಪ್ಲೇಡ್ ಇನ್ ಸ್ಮಾಲ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫಾಲೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಈಚ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಎ ಶಾರ್ಟ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕಷನ್ ಇಸ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಟೇಕನ್ ಟು ರಿಫ್ಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಮೆಸೇಜ್ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಎ ಸೆಗ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಸಾಯಿಸ್ ಥರ್ಸ್ಡೇ ಲೈವ್ ಹೋಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ಸಾಯಿ ಪ್ರಕಾಶ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪ್ರೇಮ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಥರ್ಸ್ಡೇ ಎಟ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಥರ್ಟಿ ಪಿ ಎಂ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಆನ್ ಏಷ್ಯಾ ಸ್ಟ್ರೀಮ್ ಆಫ್ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಸಾಯಿ ಗ್ಲೋಬಲ್ ಹಾರ್ಮನಿ ಟುಡೇಸ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ವಾಸ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಬ್ರಾಡ್ಕಾಸ್ಟ್ ಲೈವ್ ಆನ್ ಟೆಂತ್ ಮಾರ್ಚ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟೀನ್ ದ ಡಿಸ್ಕೋರ್ಸಸ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಟೇಕನ್ ಫಾರ್ ಸ್ಟಡಿ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪ್ರೋಗ್ರಾಮ್ ಆರ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕೋರ್ಸಸ್ ಡೆಲಿವರ್ಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಸಮರ್ ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಇಂಡಿಯನ್ ಕಲ್ಚರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಾಲಿಟಿ ನೈನ್ಟೀನ್ ನೈಂಟಿ ಒನ್ offering a most humble pranams at bhagwan's lotus feet dear listeners we welcome you to this week's episode of shravanam mananam nididhyasanam as always this is prem from team radio sai and with me is sai prakash we still in the second discourse of the 1991 summer course series very very beautiful discourse of course every discourse of swami is beautiful profound and beyond words of description but this one is beautiful for its own reasons as we have gone through in the past two or three weeks we've seen how beautifully swami is kind of giving a historical description of how man has come to understand nature how man has come to explore divinity and it's a wonderful journey we'll try to resist the temptation of going through an elaborate introduction because it's wonderful the the flow of that discourse is so alluring but before we dwell into even a brief introduction i'll invite sir prakash to join us sairam sir prakash sairam prem as you rightly pointed out yes um, it kind of deals with in a way two strands of evolution on the one hand you have um, how man has wandered and you know it's scientific and philosophical at the same time because i think as swami is narrating even the earliest scientists were sages so when they right. started exploring the creation when they started exploring and uh, swami gives a very beautiful review of how man started looking at nature and trying to understand things from nature and how he started giving names to various aspects of divinity and um, <laughs> the i like the sentence where swami says slowly man intelligence grew <laughs> and then he realized that he can really not comprehend god right. <laughs> so uh, the one of the ultimate names that he is given to god is aprameya so he starts with shiva ishwara where he is attributing uh, attributes to the lord right. and right. giving him appropriate names but then as his intelligence grows he realizes that no he is beyond this so that part of uh, Uh, the evolution that swami has brought about and then to look at this discourse it has such diverse topics uh, it's not going in one stream and um, it's really amazing as you rightly said how swami is bringing in all the aspects of uh, numerology of scientific exploration of astrology of medicine as we will see in the rest of the discourse it's really amazing right in, in fact uh, that particular point where swami describes that how man's intellect actually blossomed here mm-hmm. before that swami makes that point where he speaks about isha you know? at Correct. that point he swami says that this is where 
you can understand the sublime nature of the intellect of the sages of those days yes it's very interesting to see because till this point at least mm-hmm. uh, when man looks at sun and starts worshiping the sun or starts worshiping fire mm-hmm. we spoke of how it, it is almost like an extension of man's fear mm-hmm. you know whatever he is scared of mm-hmm. he believes that it's a power greater than him and kind of worships that power you know be it the forces of nature or uh, we said sun or the fire but at this point swami says you know he gives this name isha mm. the early man gives this name isha to the lord and mm-hmm. he swami says this word isha represents prosperity wealth fame beauty knowledge right and swami says at this point his intellect becomes sublime mm. and if you see you know probably this is a point where man comes to the understanding it's not necessary to be scared of this divinity because it's it expresses itself in all the beautiful things in life correct when you say that beauty is divine mm. you you know transcend that stage where you are scared of divinity correct. you kind of start having a beautiful relationship with that lord and this is the point swami says that uh, the sublime understanding of man blossoms and of course after that aprameya as you said you know <laughs> where he gives it up and he says that the lord is beyond all my forms of understanding you know drawing a wild analogy it's also not out of place to compare how the god of the old testament and the god of the new testament there is a punishing god and there True. is a god right. who is um, who instills fear in you but then there comes the god who is all love right and um, that that kind of evolution is seen here also like right. you start um, uh, from awe and from fear from fear it goes to awe and then from awe then you start loving him right. i think that's how it is and then of course swami speaks about how uh, after giving this name aprameya saying that he cannot be understood mm-hmm. still there is that persistence to know and then the sages do succeed you know it's not yes. like it cannot be understood it can mm. be understood eventually just reminded of what uh, uh, ruchisha said you know okay. or lecture from the brindavan campus mm-hmm. i think uh, last year or something during the sai sanidhi program yes yes he was narrating very beautiful incident where swami comes up to him mm-hmm. and asks him mm. hey ruchi tell me what is the distance between you and swami <laughs> and uh, he looks at swami and he is wondering you know is this a philosophical question or is this a direct question am i supposed to answer in meters or should i say swami i don't know how many more births are there between you and me or mm. you know <laughs> something like that he, he is totally lost mm. swami very beautifully in one sentence gave an answer which probably falls in all these categories you yes know? he said the distance between you and me is mm. the distance between me and you me and you and then he says you know the distance between you and god is the distance you believe there is correct and that's what you know swami says here you know first mm. of all believe that it can be achieved and i was just seeing you know at this point swami mm. actually starts talking about taking that exploration to the next level what all other things you need Mm. to do that you know first in fact this section is labeled peak of human peak intellect peak of human intellect yeah i mean <laughs> that's that's the ultimate state right and if you look at it you know the way swami has put it first thing is as we said it can be achieved mm. you know the moment if you start saying that there is a distance then there is a distance swami says first of all believe that it can be achieved correct and then swami says do it now don't wait for some future time swami you know quotes that uh, mm. line uttishta jagrata you know, do it now mm. and then swami says the requisite is giving up tamas mm. and then you know swami explains in the later part very beautifully that 
what it means to give up tamas is going beyond the animal nature correct going beyond that state where you know you just live like like an animal mm. i mean uh, enjoy what comes your way and be scared of what is unknown to you so he says when you go beyond tamas then the discrimination starts blossoming yes and then swami says what is the problem when the discrimination starts blossoming rajas. desires go up rajas so and desires go up and that leads to rajas, rajas taking the first place and then swami says let go of rajas that is start sublimating your desire mm. and turn your desire towards higher things mm. and this process can be done only with sattva sattva swami says mm. you know you give up tamas mm. let go of rajas and use sattva which is the only tool only divine tool correct and then in the later part swami says you know how do you finally approach he says through humility through shraddha, shraddha. through devotion. devotion and then god reveals himself you know that's the beautiful part he says that last mile is and <laughs> swami says you know you take one step i'm going to take the rest of it 10 steps 100 steps whatever it is mm. so that's what it is swami says that you know after you've done this much mm. and then you offer humility and shraddha and then the lord reveals and this also you know beautifully explains what uh, you were referring to the old testament and new testament you yes. know when the first few is actually about pushing yourself up and mm. about discipline about uh, right and wrong mm. but towards the end it comes to you know having love having yes. shraddha having humility yeah there is this beautiful evolution of uh, this thing and as you rightly said it can be done it has been done and start you can right, do it now. now then the next topic is where is god and so he he says gives the example of brahmarpanam brahmavir and he says aham vaishwana rubudva i am there in each one of you i am that digestive force that power of vaishwanara who is there in each one of you and then he says do not doubt this <laughs> do not doubt this start with that faith that um, once you have that faith everything clicks for you it i think it automatically doors open for you so that is the beautiful part and uh, here there are very beautiful points where he says a person pretending to sleep can never be woken up and what about god who never sleeps in a way it says that yes there is an understanding you have about what you are capable of doing and what people around you are capable of doing but believe that there is a force there is a power much superior to what you can comprehend and um, that is god his ways are definitely beyond what you can comprehend have faith in that many times when i uh, look at this story we heard it so many times of prahlad and hiranyakashipu you know swami would very often make that reference hiranyakashipu was a great scientist yes of course it's a tiff between a devotee and a non devotee or an asura and somebody who is pious but if you look at it from the context of the discourse we are seeing mm-hmm. you know here is hiranyakashipu who has achieved a lot yes you know he is like the scientist of the modern day correct who you know who has achieved enough to start believing that i can do everything on my own right there is no power beyond me because if you go by bhagavatam mm. he starts telling his subjects mm. you know you start worshiping me now correct you know, because i have attained a state where i can create i can achieve things which nobody can achieve mm. start praying to me mm. and you know in that house here comes prahlada mm. who is kind of you know baffling him he doesn't know what to do with him he throws off the cliff <laughs> he saved into water he is not drowning and fire is not burning him mm-hmm. it's it's a challenge for the scientific mind he's saying that right. there nothing works with this boy 
No, no, it's so beautiful because a small child, even right. a small child with the Lord's name, exactly, and there is can, there is no intellectual ability in that boy. Exactly, <laughs> can overcome and conquer all the same five elements you have conquered. Right, you have conquered it with your intelligence and with <laughs> and your and ability. And he keeps saying that it's my Lord Narayana who is doing. <laughs> you know, it really, it's a clash between you know the scientific mind and a devoted mind. You Very know? true. And where finally you see that. It, it, that's all it requires, you know. And that's what. Finally, uh, so what? Without humility, if you approach the exploration of nature and um, try to uh, base it purely on your intellectual uh, abilities, and you have discovered, you have. But are you happy? Are you a happy person? <laughs> Finally, at the end of the day, are you? Have you uh, realized the purpose of your life? Very true. I mean, we don't. Uh give enough value to the idea of that purpose of life you know right like i was talking to somebody you know when it came up in this discussion why is it that when we have a problem mm. you know before asking how do i solve this problem we ask why mm. you know why am i having this problem why me mm. you know especially people who have been good and you know i have not harmed anybody why is it happening to me we don't realize but actually speaking purpose gives so much solace you know when let's say you're undergoing some trauma in life mm. and uh, you have a dream of swami or swami comes and tells you you know what you had done something in your past and this is why it is mm. it doesn't change any situation mm. but knowing that there is a purpose behind what i'm undergoing gives so much solace and i think many times that is what is that emptiness you see in in an intellectual life or you know that dryness which we say when we speak about uh, intellectualism i think that's what it is you know i was listening to an interesting debate uh, you know slightly tangential from this point but um, it all adds up to this you know they say sometime in the future when most of our jobs will be gone mm-hmm. and be, uh, will be done by uh, machines mm-hmm. uh, by robots agriculture has already been done by uh, a ro- right. lot of automated uh, work happens right. and um, then what will man do like if your jobs are taken care there is enough production there is enough economic growth and you don't have to do anything <laughs> and this has been a topic in consideration and there are people who have written scientific uh, science fictions and there are people who have predicted that eventually man will go back only to motivational thinking right. he will go back to a higher level of uh, outlook he will start wondering about what is the purpose of his life mm-hmm. it's completing a circle it's coming the other way round you know our ancients had the perfect wisdom to balance out both the things but now due to excessive technology and due to uh, everything excessive you come back to the same conclusion man has <laughs> nothing to do i mean if i'm sitting at home and i'm having three machines doing my work and they are doing it more efficiently than i can do <laughs> why would i do it but the machines can't un- explain to me what the purpose of my life is that i have to do it myself well, absolutely i think hopefully boredom at least does does it to us <laughs> that's true <laughs> listening to swami probably we did, we did not start the quest mm. you know, we have nothing to do when we are bored mm. you know i think that's that's the sad part you know we we try to find new things to you know keep filling our lives and somebody was saying that in the past you know when everything was manual you know mm. manual labor had took so much time of our day mm-hmm. you know be it wood cutting or uh, be it working in the fields or mm-hmm. driving a bullock cart mm. all of that kept your body fit 
Yeah. Now what you've done, you've everything is automated. You have so much time. Mm. So you to keep yourself fit, you've mm. created a, a, you know something like a gym, and you mm. go there. And what work you'd have done otherwise, you, you go and do it. Pay in money that, and get right, it done. Pay in <laughs> and you know that's exactly what's happening. Even in uh, some uh, some of these countries. where the dependence on education is so much on computers mm. they have something called a mental gym you know okay. where they go there <laughs> and you're given sums and you're given mm. uh, i mean after a certain age about 30 or something they find that the the risk of diseases like alzheimers are very high mm. so you need mental gyms where you go and you're given problems you're given uh, arithmetics you study it you try to solve it it's becoming like that see i mean when we say peak of intelligence and when we say this is the pinnacle of uh, human achievement it really makes sense looking at it in another way you know if we were uh, half a century back you want to give a very uh, you know informative speech about some topic you'll have to go through uh, volumes of encyclopedia you'll have to read a lot you'll have to today we just type it on google and you get the same knowledge out it has been made so simple for you but then what is it that has not been explored what is it that you know nothing can do except yourself <laughs> i think that uh, inward journey uh, is inevitable and i think in many ways you know the idea of just having knowledge or having the data mm-hmm. when it becomes so easy to achieve we are seeing that it lose value okay i think in the past as you saying 50 years ago mm. a knowledgeable person could probably live his entire life thinking that he is knowledgeable right you know today i think everybody is so well informed yes that data is actually losing its value correct and as you're saying that all of these is tending towards peaking out and you know a point where it's it's going to reach saturation yeah once it reaches a saturation then what that's why you know as i was reading this discourse i i'm not sure if we have already crossed that mark or it's yet to come he said the most adventurous sages see they were the most ad- adventurous ones because why they pursued something which is most challenging right. only that is worth pursuing and going after in fact it reminds me of uh, i don't know you must have read jonathan siegel yes very it's, much it's very similar to this you know right there is this uh, bird which hmm. you know somewhere in the in deep in its heart it believes that it can be achieved certain right. I think height and flight, height and right? flight of, uh, and finally it achieves it, and then yeah. it realizes that there are some higher uh, seagulls and mm. communes with them, and comes back. Mm. And when it comes back, and nobody is ready to listen, right? So then, when it starts, it kind of showing off its mm. abilities. Then mm. they say, "Oh, you're go- so great!" <laughs> so he says, "Okay, if this is the way you're going to listen to me, fine." Mm. You no, know, and many ways, if you see, that is what is what we call, you know, miracles and uh, what these mm. sages start. expressing mm. omniscience and uh, the ability to you know curse somebody into dust and all that mm. and now you start listening okay this guy's got something more than i have so no, let's no, listen it's very interesting because i'm just trying to see if, is this god's plan like okay the sages have been telling us the same thing over years and years and centuries and centuries oh these are after all sages now the same thing is told by a scientist he comes <laughs> and says you know consciousness exists Okay, what's the big deal? But oh, he's a scientist, you know, and he's saying consciousness <laughs> exists. So you know, suddenly uh, right. this is yet another strategy used by the divine. I suppose. <laughs> right. So I think shall we uh, move ahead in that discourse? Yes. We've played about uh, we've played five clips. So this is the sixth clip in that discourse. Manu ka mana vudu, kya mana vudu? Oka pasu vale, motta motta, sushti ay. 
man in the process of evolution was an animal in the first place he was having a life he gradually developed thinking he created world depending upon the time he began discovering things which can give him some comforts and joy he had discovered all things. But he felt short of finding out what is the reason for birth and death. What is the secret behind this? Every one that is born must die. But the man who dies is going to be born or not? Maharshi is made a first to find out the secret behind all these things. He said that this transcends human understanding. Birth and death happen by the will of God, not by man's efforts. If man wants to live, can he live for any length? That I am having perfect health, I will live ten more years. But night, he may die in a car accident. For death, what is responsible? Not health. Not our power. Not our wealth, property, and money. Not at all. It is the grace of God and that alone. Without man's efforts, a number of things take place. What effort man is putting forward for the heartbeats? Without what efforts is man carrying on? What efforts man is making for the circulation? All these things do not happen. All these things happen by the will of God. He firmly believed that there is nothing greater than God's will. Oh man, people say that one lives for hundred years. Do not believe such a statement. Childhood, boy, youth or old age, when one is going to die, no one knows. The village, forest and the mist of water, where one is going to die, no one knows. Whatever we have to know, and that is knowing God, 
ఎప్పుడు ఏమో అనేటువంటి యొక్క విషయాన్ని నువ్వు ఏమాత్రం కూడా పోస్ట్పోన్ చేయొచ్చు డూ నాట్ పోస్ట్పోన్ సచ్ థింగ్స్ టు ది ఫ్యూచర్ దీన్ని క్యాన్సిల్ చేయడానికి ఎవరికి వీలు కాదు నో వన్ కెన్ క్యాన్సల్ డెత్ ఇది కేవలం దైవానుగ్రహంతో జరిగేటువంటిది దైవాన్ని నువ్వు ప్రార్థించమని బోధిస్తూ వచ్చారు మహర్షులు ఈ ప్రాణం కూడా నువ్వు ఎక్కడ ఉంటుండాలి వెనక వైపున మనకు ముప్పై మూడు రింగులు తో కూడినటువంటి స్పైనల్ కాలం ఉంటుంది దానితో నీల తోయద మధ్యస్థ విద్యుత్వీన్ నైన్ టు ట్వెల్వ్ There is this lightning flash between 9th and 12th rings. దీనికి మధ్య లోపలే సుషుమ్నా నాడి అని ఉంటుంది. There is the sushumna nadi now between this lightning flash. అదే విద్యుల్లేఖే ఉభాస్వరః విద్యుల్లేఖ వలే ఉంటుంది. Lightning వలే కనుతుందది. That moves as fast as lightning between these two these lines. అది ఆ lightning గా కొట్టినప్పుడే అంత దేహమంతా కొను ఫంక్షన్ చేస్తుంది. the entire body functions because of the movement of this samantanukuntaru mana pranamanta gundelo untundadi hartlo untundadantaru some people think life exists in human heart adi heart nenipedi kevalam main switch the heart may be compared to a main switch kani pranam akkada ledhu but life is not heart tc inkoka heart ni marchi doctor emem chestunnare appudu ekkada pothundi pranam they are removing heart and transplanting heart how can they do it if life exists only in heart kevalamu oka main switch ni marustunnaru they are only changing the main switches kaani akkada spinal column lo neela thoyada madhyastha vidyul leke adani yokka prabhavam chethini ee heart kudanu pari chestuntundadi heart also functions because of the functioning of the sushumnanadi kanukuni aanaati vedapurushulanta kudanu ఏదో ఏమీ తెలియనటువంటి మూర్ఖులు గాను వారికి ఏమాత్రమో జ్ఞానం లేనటువంటివి గారు గాను సైన్స్ తెలియనటువంటి అమాయకులు గాను భావిస్తూ వస్తున్నారు ఈనాటి సైన్స్ తెలిసిన దానికంటే మరింత అధికంగానే చదువుకున్నటువంటి వారు వారు ఆనాటి సైంటిస్ట్ మా గొప్పవాడు ఎవరు హిరణ్య కశ్యపుడు పంచభూతాలను కూడా హస్తగతం చేసుకున్నాడు ఆ సైంటిస్ట్ పొందినటువంటి దాంట్లో వెయింటి ఒక భాగం కూడా ఈనాటి సైంటిస్ట్ లు పొందలేదు ది గ్రేట్ సైంటిస్ట్ హిరణ్య కశ్యపు మాస్టర్డ్ ఆల్ ది ఫైవ్ ఎలిమెంట్స్ అండ్ న్యూ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ ది సైంటిస్ట్ ఆఫ్ టుడే డస్ నాట్ తెలుసుకున్నటువంటి వాడు ఎక్కడ సముద్రం అడుగు భాగంలో కూడా సంచరిస్తూ వచ్చాడు ఈ ఆర్ ది పవర్ టు గో ఇన్ టు ద వెరీ డెప్త్స్ భూమినంతా శోధిస్తూ వచ్చాడు he could go anywhere gagana marthamlo sancharistu vachadu he could travel in space prati anumunanta kudunu parishodhana jarutu vachadu he conducted research in every atom sarva panchabhutamlu kudunu tana hastagatham cheskunnadu he had complete control over five elements kaani anta telisukunnappudikini tananu taanu telisukolekapoyadu although he knew all this external knowledge he did not know who he really was కనుకనే ఆనాటి మహర్షుల యొక్క తత్వము ఈ విధంగా కంపేర్ చేసుకోవడానికి వీలు కాదు మహర్షి కూడా 
ఏ విధమైన తపస్సును ఆచరించి ఎంతటి దివ్యమైన కుడి శక్తిని సాధిస్తూ వచ్చారు Honestly, I had no idea Swami is speaking about Hirinakashipu there. <laughs> But really, you know, what, what a beautiful clip that was. My God. And, you know, Swami starts with, uh, you know, the same point with discrimination and uh, that leads to man achieving more comforts. You know, the, uh, using that discrimination to make more use of the world around, mm. get more comforts. When talking about comforts, yes. one of the... first things you think of is relief from disease relief from pain right. and uh, i think that is where probably that thought would have come is there any way you can stop aging you can stop death from occurring you can ensure that everybody who is born can live healthily mm. and uh, you know sami says that there is no pattern which could be observed you know the inevitability of death right suddenly hits you on the face Absolutely. and you realize that we have no control over it we have right. no power and you know sami says that there's nothing like you know nothing guarantees a full life you know you might be very very healthy and just one day you die i think i'm sure there must be more accidents in those days ancient days when you talk of it mm. suddenly you attacked by wild animals or you know right floods you have no protection against some of these things mm. that suddenness of death was so obvious and many times when you look at it i think we've spoken about this they speak about the different types of vairagya right you know uh, it is mentioned in our scriptures mm. one of it is smashana vairagya you know when you see a death Correct. which happens especially when you see somebody who has lived a good life who is very healthy you know you might have spoken to them the previous day and suddenly you realize that they no more right. it really really hits you mm. i think all of us would have experienced that suddenly it hits you so hard that life is so uncertain right and uh, if you look at it the sages of those days were already contemplating on these things you know already their intellects were so prime and were looking into some of these things when an event like that happens mm-hmm. you know that vairagya can be capitalized mm. like what louis pasteur would say you know a trained mind actually uses the events which happen around you, the you know serendipitous events which happen around you it's almost like that yes in our cases vairagya comes and goes uh, how you many know? of us have seen the apple fall <laughs> right, for <exactly>. example <laughs> it hardly moves a brick in us <laughs> that's true also you know reaching some kind of a climax in man's exploration this i am able to understand i am able to comprehend this i am able to know this okay i have seen this aspect of god i am able to name it i am able to comprehend it but this i don't know it is beyond me the inevitability of death and your absolute helplessness you have no control over it and um, of course we know that famous incident where uh, kasturi uncle comes to swami and says i believe somebody in swami's family, uh, family right. had uh, passed on and uh, he came and said swami please will you not save him will you not bring him back to life and swami said no then he said uh, swami why swami you should and people in the village you know in the very early days as early years started saying oh if he cannot protect people from his own family and uh, how is he going to protect us or save us and swami had a hearty laugh he said kasturi if there is no birth and death how will i pass my time this is my time pass <laughs> <laughs> i think it's it's that uncertainty you know when you talk about pain when you talk about uh, anything happening to your body let's say that somebody you know goes through a, a disease and they kind of get paralyzed or something mm-hmm. 
you are there to experience the aftermath of that event you right. know so you can say that okay it can be managed or no mm. no it's very painful or no no you can keep yourself positive mm. but this is like a veil of darkness you don't know what's on the other side right you have nobody coming and telling you that mm. there is nothing to worry mm. other than you know as you said when swami mm. says that oh, it's all just a play mm. the confidence with which he says it you know kind of gives us a little bit of sanity <laughs> but otherwise you know there is so much of uh, uncertainty you have no idea what is on the other side of this curtain of darkness right and that is as you said is something which would have really uh, boggled the minds of these early uh, seekers who said yeah these are things i can understand but there are some things i have no clue about and um, how beautifully swami connects that to the next part of the discourse where he says yes you are alive as long as the life force is there in you but where does the life force reside it's not <laughs> in the heart like what we think even today i mean uh, for the ancients who might not have even done the heart transplant the example swami gives is when the heart is removed and the body is connected to heart lung machine for any cardiac surgery how is it that the person is still alive because the life force is in the shushumna nadi that's in the spinal column but imagine the the intuition of our sages without doing a heart surgery and doing probably a, having a heart uh, lung machine so and that equipment they could visualize and they could experience that the life force is actually in the sushumna nadi <laughs> it's really amazing the next part where swami speaks about hiranyakashipu yes. i think it's the same thing you know when you speak about hiranyakashipu's boon that he takes from brahma Mm-hmm. No, it should not be day. It should not be night. It should not be outside. It should not be inside. Mm-hmm. Neither on the earth nor in the sky. Mm. Not by a man. Not by a human being. It is an, I think, an expression, or you know, they're trying to portray the idea of the very, very smart intelligence of human being. But mm. where even that falls short, you know, where when it comes to that, there is no way you can hoodwink it. There is no way you can escape it. It has its own way of coming around. The whole story, as such, and so beautifully, Swami puts these two together mm. in this discussion. In fact, you know, as we were discussing, the same five elements which Hiranyakashipu had <laughs> conquered, his son with the name of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I mean, he must have done so much of penance and got that mm. boon. Mm. or whatever you know mm. i should not be killed by animal or man mm. and here was prahala the 5 year old boy no animal could kill him no man <laughs> could kill him no weapon could kill him no element could kill <laughs> no him no elements could kill him right it really he must have left his father in a quandary <laughs> that's true <laughs> right so we'll go to the next clip in that discourse inaki doctor sundar kudanu shastra chikitsalu operation zarbtu vachar they conducted surgery also ఎన్ని రకమైనటువంటి ట్రైనింగ్ చేసుకోను ఎన్ని రకమైనటువంటి దేశాలకు వెళ్ళు ఎన్ని రకమైనటువంటి ఆపరేషన్ జరిగు ఈనాటికి వాడు పెద్ద పెద్ద డాక్టర్స్ గా తయారైపోతున్నారు టుడేస్ డాక్టర్స్ ఆఫ్టర్ డూయింగ్ సో మచ్ ఆఫ్ రిసర్చ్ గోయింగ్ టు సో మెనీ కంట్రీస్ ఆర్ అచీవింగ్ ఏ లిటిల్ ఎన్ని రకమైనటువంటి ఒక ఇన్స్ట్రుమెంట్స్ ను తీసుకుంటూ వచ్చారు దే హావ్ డెవలప్డ్ డిఫరెంట్ టైప్స్ ఆఫ్ ఇన్స్ట్రుమెంట్స్ ఆనాటి వైద్య శాఖలందు ఈ చెత్త చికిత్స లోపల మహాప్రవీణుడైనటువంటి వాడు ఇన్ ది ఏన్షియన్ 
తొందరపడుతున్నాం we think that this ayurveda does not give quick results therefore we are in great haste pratidaniki quick results kavali we are after getting quick results for everything quick result anetundi dantlo kuda quick daniki viruddham kuda untundi where you can get quick results you can get the opposite of it in a quick way also ee nadu antibiotics vachesesnai maatram take for example antibiotics of quick result temperature untundi ante two drops vesthalaku tatchamuk జారిపోతుంది టెంపరేచర్ బై యూజింగ్ యాంటీబయాటిక్స్ యూ కెన్ రిడ్యూస్ ది ఫీవర్ ఇమిడియట్లీ కానీ తగ్గిపోతుంటుంది టెంపరేచర్ కానీ తర్వాత మరి ఎక్కువ పెరుగుతుంటుంది ఆఫ్ కోర్స్ ది టెంపరేచర్ ఫాల్స్ ఇమిడియట్లీ దీని యొక్క రియాక్షన్ అధికంగా మారుతుంటున్నాయి బట్ देयर ఆర్ రియాక్షన్స్ ఫర్ దిస్ మెడిసిన్ కానీ ఆ నాటి యొక్క తపశక్తి అనేది ఒక దీంట్లో ఈ రియాక్షన్ రీసౌండ్ అండ్ రిఫ్లెక్షన్ ఏ మాత్రం కూడా ఉండదు but in the power of balance which the ancient ones had tapasakti vala jariginatundi all their achievements are based upon enni vela maina durumlo untundi tapas chestunnapudikini vaariki dooradarshanam dani prapthinchinatundi they could take a vision of people away thousands of miles from the place by virtue of prakritito varu mukhamukhiga sambhashanam sarpetundi varu they could converse with people thousands of miles away డైరెక్ట్లీ ఈనాడు దూరదర్శనమని దూరశ్రవణమని అనేక యంత్రాలు పంపించి కోట్లకు కోట్లనంతా కూడా ఖర్చు పెట్టి దీన్ని మనం ఈనాడు అనుభవిస్తున్నాం టుడే వాట్ ఎవర్ వి ఆర్ ఎంజాయింగ్ బై వే ఆఫ్ కమ్యూనికేటింగ్ అండ్ సీయింగ్ పీపుల్ ఫర్ ఫార్ ఆఫ్ డిస్టెన్స్ ఒక్క నయా పైసా ఖర్చు లేదు అన్నాడు దోస్ డేస్ నాట్ ఈవెన్ ఎ బై వాస్ స్పెండ్ మనస్సును పవిత్రమైనటువంటి దివ్యత్వంగా మార్చుకోవడం చేతని ఇంత శక్తినంతా వాళ్ళకి చేకూరుతూ వచ్చాయి దే కుడ్ కమాండ్ ఆల్ ది పవర్స్ by purifying their own mind and vision kanuka vidyarthulara manavudu kramakramina odat sthayi nundi entha varaku etla perugutu vachadu ane itunte vishayanni manam chakkaga vicharam cheyali dear students will have to enquire and look into how man's evolution has taken place puttina takshana me yavadu panditudu kaadu vidyavantudu kaadu by birth itself no one can become a scholar or a knowledgeable kramakramina mani yokka shraddha bhaktulu chetane manam intati unnat sthayiki pothunnam gradually with the passage of time who achieve many things in life okka pa mba anetundi rendu akshara degree kosam entano manam shrama padutunnam for getting one degree pa or ma how much of effort do we put in divyatmainatundi daivatvaniki manam entha shrama padutunnam for the sake of obtaining divinity what effort ah pavitramaina grace kosam manam emi dara postunnam for earning that divine grace what is the effort that we are emi ledu nothing at all kaani daniki taginatundi krushi cheyali we have to make efforts proportionate to that sadhanamuna palulu sabakuru dharalona by practice alone man can manaku teliyedu teliyadanni manam visarjinchakoodadu we should not give up telling i do not know teliyeni danine manam sadhinchadaniki prayatinchali we have to make a first to know what would be adi anaati maharushulu chesinatundi oka sadhana that is the 
వాళ్ళు తెలియనటువంటి దానిని సాధించాలి సాధించాలని అనేక విధమైనటువంటి కష్టములకు నష్టములకు దుఃఖములకు వానలకు ఎండలకు అన్ని విధములైనటువంటి దీంతో సహించి భరించి దానిని తట్టుకొని నెట్టుకొని సాధిస్తూ వచ్చారు సాధించాలనేటువంటి అభ్యసించినప్పటికీ ఎన్ని శక్తులు సాధించినప్పటికీ ఆనాటి మహర్షులు ఎందు కించిత్తైన కూడా అహంకారం అనేటువంటి ఎక్కడ కనిపించేటువంటిది కాదు ఇన్ స్పైట్ ఆఫ్ the stupendous achievements and victory achieved by the ancient marshis they did not have arrogance of the inati scientist yendukani inka parishodhana shastrakulu yendukani kinchit maatram kochu sadhinchinamante inga vaani pattadaniki veelu ledhu take the researchers or the scientist of today if he achieves even the slightest thing well no one can hold him back ee ahankaram tho talakudanu egiripothuntadi an account of excessive ఈనాడు మనం సాధించింది యొక్క సైన్స్ ఏమిటి what is the achievement of science today matramu manu sadinchaledu inka we have not really achieved many things edo mana buddhulu yokka koltanu puraskarinchukoni goppaga sadinchamani anukuntunnam imagine that we have achieved tremendous things oka chinna udaharanam one small example surunilo undinatuvanti yokka energy the energy that is inherent in sun 3000 bhagamu lopala ఒక రెండింటిని మాత్రమే ఈనాడు సైంటిస్టులు అనుభవిస్తున్నారు ప్రపంచమంతా చేరి అనుభవిస్తున్నాం ఇంకా వ్యాపించి ఉండేటప్పుడు ఇంకా ఈ మూడు వేల ఎనర్జీ శక్తిని ఉపయోగిస్తే ప్రపంచం ఎంత దేదీప్యమానంగా వెలిగేటువంటిదో ఇఫ్ ఓన్లీ వీ కెన్ హ్యాన్స్ ది పవర్ ఆఫ్ ది సన్ ఇన్ ఎక్స్టెంట్ టూ థౌజండ్ నైన్ హండ్రెడ్ నైన్టీ ఎయిట్ very 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 beautiful there's no not enough number of words to describe mm-hmm. this entire discourse so beautifully structured and the flow is so wonderful you know swami starts again uh, talking about the achievements of the sages right. as you said but in this time in the field of medicine correct and uh, talks about sage bharadwaja 
वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग यू नो मीन भारद्वाज एस वी नो द स्टोरी इज रिलेटेड बाय स्वामी Yes, he himself suffers the paralysis on one side. Correct. Now, as we were saying, that you know, many of these sages probably would have studied their and explored their signs on themselves. Right, <laughs> right, right. And um, Swami makes this beautiful point about quick results. And um, Ayur Veda, this is a beautiful explanation of Ayur Veda. Ayur mm. is life, life to extend the life, and uh, we want instant results and instant, um, you know. in a sense a slight tangent from here mm-hmm. but um, in a way it just points out again to this uh, eternal question of means versus ends okay you want quick results so at any cost i'm trying to get that but then it's not lasting so also in every field of life you want a quick result you want quick success uh, you might get it but it is not the hard earned way and um so it's not going to last even in this the means are as important as the ends so today's um approach possibly to medicine is looking only at the ends i want an instant result i want instant cure so let me do anything to get the instant cure in fact going a little bit more scientific on this the way painkillers actually work in the human body the nerve transmitters and the nerve sensors are blocked right. by this medicine so when you take a painkiller it goes and sits on the nerve ending and it does not allow the pain to go to the brain and it does not allow the brain to interpret it as pain so it's such a temporary relief that so you are actually uh, in a way fooling the system <laughs> so what happens is when you are trying to achieve something in a way this is what swami is saying the ancient sages approached it with humility and um, they approached it in the long drawn way where they found the means is as important as the ends you know that humility the way they approached the attitude the feeling of surrender to the lord that means is what is ultimately going to take you to the end in this context of medicine itself you know the ability to look at symptoms in the right sense you know that's very very important I mean, even in allopathy even in uh, diagnosis modern yeah. medicine yeah diagnosis is very mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. i think that's precisely is the idea the sages spoke about you know when when you have a problem when you have a pain when you have a fever mm-hmm. you can uh, you know make it subside you can treat it but the idea is that if a problem like this is showing up there must be some inherent problem exactly. which seeks attention right and i think ayurveda definitely you know always tries to look look at that and that's why they their diagnosis is so different you know some right. stomach problem might have uh, something related to the head yeah. or you know sometimes you will have a headache which will be related to something with the blood yes and the ability to go beyond just the symptom and just not let the symptom uh, you know treat the symptom and forget what's the cause correct it's a classic example of how spiritualists approached it at the same time how purely uh, a material approach a scientific uh, using your mind how that has approached and how using the heart i mean it, it, it all goes in layers uh, but the concept is the same in i think uh, when swami speaks about devotion and shraddha and all that it must have played a very important role in such explorations 
right. you know probably a sage mm-hmm. who thinks that this has been created by god who is like supreme wisdom mm. there will not be anything without a purpose you know if there is a pain if there is a disease mm-hmm. if something has been created there must be a purpose behind it and unless we kind of try to understand that there is no point in trying to solve these small problems i think that exploration would have led them to unravel some of these things in fact uh, i was talking to one of my uh, classmates once you know there is this appendix in the human body right. which is called a vestigial organ yes you know we have always studied it as a vestigial organ you know correct from our school days mm. and uh, we were having this discussions you look if god has put it there there might be some purpose for some it some reason you know, there, there can be nothing in the human body which is useless mm. you and i might not have understood what is the use behind it but cannot be useless and uh, I was really surprised to read about a uh, few months back. Okay. Some of the scientists have now coming to the understanding mm-hmm. that appendix is a very important place where some of these important bacteria in the body go and breed there. Oh. Lot of the human uh, body's activity does not happen there, so it's a mm. very good place for them to go and culture their growth. My goodness. Mm. So he's saying it's very very important that's why uh, you know when it is removed after you have mm. a you know inflammation in the appendix and it's removed mm-hmm. you are more vulnerable to some of these digestive system related diseases. Oh. <laughs> that's what there is nothing is useless. <laughs> There's definitely a reason for it. And I think then you will start looking at pain with a different eye altogether. You won't look at it as a pain first of all. You know, mm. otherwise you'll say oh god this is a pain. Mm. You would say that this is a signal for something. Let's <laughs> see what it is. and you know uh, here uh, there is this beautiful point where swami says do not shun troubles and he says see hard work is inevitable nobody is born a great scholar nobody is born with all knowledge in himself and where do we divert our energies most of us are getting ba and ma that's what swami <laughs> says for worldly education as we call it but here is a subtle point see suppose i am studying biology that's worldly education as as far as i am concerned but the sages studied the same biology with an attitude of surrender <laughs> so it's not what you study that is important it's the attitude with which you study which is i think very important and since the sages studied approached the subject with that level of surrender and uh, devotion to the lord he revealed more secrets to them you know it's like a blessing right i mean if you look at it on one hand we have this quotation and you know, we say knowledge is power mm-hmm. so if you see all of these revelations are a very very strong body of power actually you know they're being given to a individual and power is always given to somebody whom we trust power with right I mean, you can't give it to somebody who is indiscriminate that's the biggest disaster we, we see it so much around mm. so when you see that these sages have received that kind of immense power right i think they've qualified themselves through their process their exactly. through their humility they qualified themselves to say that yeah power in these people's hands will never be misused right this knowledge can be given to them and that's mm. why you know swami even in the first discourse he said you know the biggest mistake we're doing is separating worldly education from secular education all the problem starts there mm. in fact at the cost of repeating it uh, i i think at least the third or fourth time i'm not sure in the same series but um, it just comes to my mind again because when you know after i completed my education when i told swami swami i want to stay with you swami said you wanted to do some mbbs what happened then you know for a moment i paused and i said swami 
I am ready to study anything in order to stay with you. That was my answer. <laughs> and mentally I thought, now see, that's a good answer. <laughs> Swami just gave a beautiful smile and instantly he said, Swami to undertaken ki chadu avasrama. He said, do you need your education and your studies to stay with me? Such a profound and beautiful statement. At the same time, now suppose for example, Swami has started this educational institutions, he has put the teachers there. One person cannot become a teacher in his institution unless he is qualified himself uh, with a PhD or with whatever, with the acquired knowledge, required knowledge. At the same time, the attitude in which he takes the subject, that is what will take him closer to the Lord. <laughs> you know, Swami has started this education institution. But if you are purely in pursuit of that knowledge, without the attitude of connecting it to the Lord, that's why that Vyashti, Samashti, Srishti, Parameshti, right. you steady nature knowing that the Lord is there in the background of that. <laughs> right. And you know, again, Swami speaks about this point about the communication of the sages. I think it's it's a very subtle uh, hint that Swami is saying that, you know, don't dismiss these as powers and magic. Okay. I think that's what we generally do, you know, when you speak about uh, sages like Vasishta, Valmiki, they appeared mm. there, they appeared here, mm. they traveled to this loka, that loka. We kind of resign to the idea that you know, that's magic. Which that's mythological. Either mythological. My, uh, either yeah, so saying it's advanced science. Right. You know, the moment you think of it as advanced science, we're <laughs> yes. saying that it can be achieved. It's stunning. <laughs> and we don't stop reveling at your, you know, your radio and your TV. <laughs> you know, that's the thought which came to my mind. You know, mm. Sitting here and, oh, dear mm. listeners, we are speaking to you from across the globe and you're <laughs> listening to us live from Prashanti Nilayam. <laughs> Swami saying, this is nothing what your signs you've this done. This old stuff for me. <laughs> you know, really, when Swami came and you know sat here and mm. <laughs> kind of inaugurated the studio, that's what he must have been thinking. <laughs> you know, on a very different note, <laughs> I remember in the year 2003 or 2004, I'm not able to exactly place it, for one of the convocation dramas, mm. They decided to use wireless microphones. Okay, right, okay. right. I think, yeah, I remember that. Maybe 2002, I'm not clear. Right. So, somebody had uh, offered a nice wireless set of microphones and there was a lot of excitement. And so, Swami had given it to the boys and said, ah, wear it, let me see how it works and all that. And so, here is somebody pins it and there's a wireless transmitter. And one of the boys was very excited. He said, Swami, this is how it is. Swami, if you clip it here, this, that. And he was, you know, a little bit more, he was almost showing and explaining to Swami. Then Swami looked at him and Swami said, 20 years back I gave similar kind of clips to your <laughs> hostel. They have not used it properly. Oh. And it, it, it is true because Swami actually gave a set of very advanced microphones 20 years back. And you know, comparing that to this, <laughs> Swami is saying, okay, you're, you're happy with your technology today, but the ancient sages had much better stuff. <laughs> Just reminded of uh, what Brother Satyajit has shared many times, you know. Mm-hmm. He says in those days, uh, when Swami would give a discourse, mm-hmm. he would go backstage with yes. Swami and uh, he had borrowed a Walkman from one of the teachers. Okay. I think it's Ramon Rao sir or somebody had taken it from one of the school teachers. And uh, that day, I think in between, when unexpectedly Swami went into the green room, he had to follow Swami behind. 
so he he didn't have the time to give this walkman to somebody or something like that so mm-hmm. he put it in his pocket and he went in mm. and swami saw the bulge mm. that hey what is that he said mm. so he pulled it out and he said swami this is he said what is that i mm. think some funny brand uh, mm. was written japanese brand or something so he said what is that and so he opened it and he said swami this cassettes this mm. is a portable uh, you know <laughs> tape player you can put it here you yeah. can listen with headphones and all mm. that swami said from whom you got it mm. so he said swami i borrowed it i listened mm. to swami's discourses and all that mm. and swami said why are you taking from everybody mm. if you ask me i'll give no mm. so he kept quiet mm. in the next minute you know swami waves his hand mm. and materializes a walkman Wow. <laughs> and he said what is this just a minute ago hmm. i was explaining to swami how a walkman Walk- works <laughs> you know i was telling him that this is the technology and this is how it is and you know you put a tape like this and the next minute you know swami waves his hand and produces I mean of course you it's not no surprise but the the way swami uh, orchestrated that entire incident is so beautiful hmm. and you think of it you know when, when swami came here i, I remember listening to it so many times Mm. or uh, gopal shrinivasan goes up to swami and says swami when swami gives a discourse here mm. at the same time it will be heard in germany it will be heard in <laughs> russia and swami no thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I mean, beautiful swami would say the power of mantra is much more than the power of yantra, yantra. right so you know technology today you know we are so proud of it as swami says scientists they have not even explored a little bit and they are so proud about it that point about humility is so beautiful right so that that you know that qualifies and that uh, actually defines the attitude with which they approached right in just talking about the radio just not able to resist relate that before we started the shravana manna we used to do the children's hour yes you know that's that time we came across this very interesting incident which happened mm-hmm. you know we had played a children's story mm-hmm. a very famous chinnakatha uh, chami would relate about how a boy is going to school he has to go through a forest he doesn't have anybody so mother tells him you call out to gopala he'll come mm. So yes. he calls out and this boy comes and it apparently happens to be Krishna and that entire beautiful Chinnakatha we narrated. Right. And uh, promptly a few days later we get a mail from a 7-year-old kid okay. Okay, from the US. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, I like that story so much. I like your children's hour so much. And he said, but I have three questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And this boy lists out. First question, he says, I go to school by bus. Can I still call so <laughs> Gopala? Will he come? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the second thing is, nowhere near my house there is a forest. Where oh. do I go and call out to Krishna? Mm. And he says, third thing is in that story that boy did not have any brothers and sisters, mm. but I have a brother already, <laughs> an so. elder brother who you know sometimes bullies me. Mm. Can I still call out to Krishna? So what do you answer this kid? I mean, you know, here we are. We are thinking we are connecting people to Prashanti Nilayam. We are mm. taking Swami's message to the world. <laughs> How do you answer a child like this with so much of purity and innocence? Mm. He's asking. Mm. we are no i mean i i literally we, myself and ganesh who used to mm. do show we said swami only you can answer this right. we have no answers to this child mm. and about 3 uh, or 4 weeks later this same 7 year old kid writes to us mm. and you know he says i went for my summer vacation mm. i went to delhi and uh, one night swami came in my dream okay and he was so surprised you know he's never seen swami in his life he was so mm. surprised he said oh swami you come mm. and swami told him hey you asked Mm. those three questions no oh. to reduce my voice 
<laughs> huh, I have come to answer them. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. And this boy is saying, Swami, how do you know? So sweet. <laughs> I asked those brothers, and how do you know? Mm. Swami said, Yeah, yeah. You ask them. Mm. Those boys don't know the answer. Mm. So they said, Swami, only you can answer them. Mm. So I have come to answer you. Wow. Until today, we don't know what the answers are. This boy just wrote to tell us that I've got I've my answers. I've got my answers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually speaking, in this very place, in this studio, when the studio started. Um, Swami made this statement. He said, "I have nothing to lose or gain Absolutely. from the work that you are going to do. Right? <laughs> if it gives you happiness, if it gives you growth, you do it. That's all it is. That's all Swami it is. is doing his work. He's he's reaching out to everybody in his own way. We are just bettering ourselves <laughs> by doing this. And, and when Swami says here that you know we are." The more you achieve, the more humble you should be. Right. When things like this happen, how can you not feel humble? Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it's like a real bang on a head that says that. You know, I am the one who is I'm doing the it. doer. Really, right. there's no amount of words we can use to express our gratitude to Swami for that. So, dear listeners, that should indeed conclude this week's program because our time's up. Thank you for being with us on behalf of Sai Prakash and behalf of myself. We offer this program at Swami's Lotus Feet. Thank you. Jai Sai Ram. Sai Ram, you just heard an episode of a radio series, Shravanam, Mananam, Nidityasanam. Listen, reflect, and absorb. This is a segment that is hosted live on Thursdays. at 7:30 pm by radio sai's sai prakash and prem only on asia stream of radio sai global harmony today's episode was first broadcast live on 10th march 2016 the discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in indian culture and spirituality 1991 dear listeners to listen to the next part of this program Tune in same time next week. Please do write to us and let us know what you think about this program by writing to listener at radiosai dot org. Thank you and Sai Ram from Prashanthi Nilayam.